0: focused on diversity, equity, inclusion for leaders, career professionals, and anyone really looking to upskill themselves and be better allies. So make sure you check out our courses on LinkedIn Learning by clicking the link in the show notes. And let's just say you don't want to do that. When you go to LinkedIn Learning on LinkedIn, search Living Corporate, and we'll be right there. All right. Peace. What's up y'all, Is Zach Beliving Corporate, and I hope um, that wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, uh, you're finding purpose in it. You know, I, um, I recently was able to celebrate my daughter's second birthday, and there was just something really humbling about it. Watching her grow, I recognize she's still just a baby, but when you look at the growth, just what she's been able to do from less than two years ago to now, It's just something to see. And, um, you know, as I think about, like, just this season, like, there are a lot of folks. I mean, folks are continuing to have kids. Of course, like, we are having children at a much lower rate than we ever have before. However, I do know that, you know, I talk to a lot of folks who are in the middle of, you know, family planning and their families growing and changing. And um, I just think about. This moment that I hope that for everybody, whatever you're doing, if it's your family's growing or if you're just working on to five or you have a side hustle, that whatever you're doing, it finds it finds you well and you find purpose in it. Life is so short. You know, I'm looking around and I'm just seeing like, you know, I think like with the pandemic and folks working remotely, it's easy to just see the jig for what it is. And, you know, there's just a lot of exploitation out here. We're in a late stage capitalist society. We talk about it a lot on Living Corporate um, and really the implications of that for the everyday worker, for the everyday employee. Um, ways that folks are trying to force folks to get back into the office, even though plenty of studies show that working remotely is much better for historically marginalized people. Some of the ways that uh, folks are trying to get folks to not wear masks, even though people are still contracting COVID and dying from COVID. It's just, it's just interesting. It's just an interesting season. It's easy to, if you pay attention, it's even easier to see the jig for what it is. Um, Anyway, you know, I, I really want y'all to know um, that Living Corporate is going through some changes. As you're hearing this, we're in the middle of launching, getting ready rather to launch something really special and really, really dope. So, you know, only thing I'm going to say right now is... Set your timers for early June. That's right. Early June. I know. I know that's going to that sounds like a long time away. But look, that's really only two months. Right. Set your timers. And if you haven't already tell somebody, you know, about living corporate, make sure you're subscribed. You're keeping up on our newsletters. You're keeping up on our socials. You know, what I'm saying like engage us, like pay attention, because like we have some stuff coming down the pipeline for your head top. And, you know, I also want to say. I'm really thankful for Shanisha White. Shanisha is someone who's been a contributor for Living Corporate for a while. You've probably heard an interview here or there. Please expect to hear more of her voice, more of her conversations, more of her perspectives. Shout out to black women in general, but certainly shout out to this particular black woman, Shanisha. Really thankful for everything that you do for Living Corporate in front of and behind the mic. Um, in front of and behind the mic behind the camera because we're not we don't do video like that yet we have web shows but living corporate does not do video yet but you know what i mean like in front of and behind the curtain just really thankful (laughs) for just everything that you do and everything that you are um and so that's actually the conversation you're going to hear today it's going to be a conversation uh, that shanisha white uh, facilitated it's a really great interview i'm really excited for y'all to check it out and before we do that we're going to tap in with tristan see you in a minute
1: what's going on living corporate it's tristan and i want to thank you for tapping back in with me as i provide some tips and advice for professionals this week let's talk about performance improvement plans for those of you who aren't aware of what a performance improvement plan or a pip is it is a formal document stating any recurring performance issues along with goals that an employee needs to achieve in order to regain good standing at the company within a specific time frame Typically, your manager or someone from Human Resources reviews this with you, goes over any questions you may have, and you'll more than likely have to sign the document. Essentially, you're going to be watched closely during this period. It's supposed to be a method to help you turn around your performance, and if you don't, you can lose your job. I want to tell you a quick story about performance improvement plans. Recently, I was working with a client who was put on a PIP. We discussed what performance issues they were having, and we established an action plan on how they can make some quick adjustments in their performance. They completed the project tied to the PIP, rebuilt solid relationships with some of their peers, and eventually completed the PIP, but still ended up being let go shortly after the PIP expired. Though PIPs are supposed to be plans to help you meet your goals and maintain your employment, I've increasingly seen them as tools that are implemented with intentions to manage you out of the company or put you in a position where you voluntarily quit. So, there are a few tips I have when you find yourself in a position where you're on a PIP. First, make sure you fully understand where your manager believes your performance is slipping and ensure it is spelled out in writing even if you need to send a follow-up email this is not the place to rest in ambiguity second if you want to keep your job give as much effort as you can to completing the pip successfully be sure to communicate regularly with your manager and or hr and make sure to document any action you take towards improving your performance third if you feel like your boss is just trying to get rid of you Still do everything I stated before, but make sure to protect yourself by getting a jump on your job search so you can be prepared for the worst. Get clear on what you may wanna do next, update your resume and LinkedIn, and begin reaching out to your network. The reality is, I've seen far too many people go into a pip thinking they were going to turn everything around only to be burned by their employer on the back end. So make sure you're looking out for yourself so you aren't caught off guard. This tip was brought to you by Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume, or connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn.
2: What's up Living Corporate, it's Shanisha, And today we have a wonderful guest joining us to discuss pushing the agenda. This young lady is a business coach, author, and media mogul. She's committed to being a voice for women. Now, I love that. (laughs) As a community leader and advocate for helping and developing others, she has a passion for helping nonprofit organizations, corporations, and entrepreneurs maximize their talents to make an impact in their communities and those they are surrounded by. Y'all, join me in welcoming Tia Coleman, Tia, welcome to the show and how are you? I'm amazing, thanks for having me. This is so big, I feel like this is a huge platform to be on so I'm super excited. Yes, and we are super excited to have you join us today. So this is this is dope, this is dope. Y'all, Tia is exhilarating like so much good positive energy so I'm excited for this moment to have her. So we're gonna get to dive in a little bit more about Tia, right? So that was a really brief introduction. I know that you do a lot, right? (laughs) So could you share with us a little bit more about who is Tia? Right, who is Tia Coleman? Let me see. So I am a Florida A&M University graduate, class of 2016. Woo-hoo. Shout out to all the Rattlers. Right, shout out to all the Rattlers. I am a mother of two and I own um, multiple businesses. So I have a business coaching business um, and a marketing firm where I assist entrepreneurs with expanding their network and increasing their revenue through creative marketing efforts. I am a newly published author of a book called I Am The Prize. It's a self-help and personal development book for women to help them build confidence. I own the Swedish Sisters. It's a gourmet shaved ice truck that I started for my two kids. And what else do I do? Oh, I have an annual event every year in Jacksonville, Florida for entrepreneurs called Manifesting Over Mimosas, where we manifest over some mimosas as we, you know, build the life of our dreams. Listen, you've been manifesting a lot. These are a lot of moving parts. These are a lot of moving parts. And this is a great thing, right? So you're definitely, I can tell, are are pushing the agenda with multiple moving parts and creating awesome spaces for entrepreneurs, Black and brown entrepreneurs, to be able to do great things henceforth. So tell me a little bit more about your last role before entrepreneurship. Like, what did you do before entrepreneurship? Before entrepreneurship, like, right before entrepreneurship, I was working... A job, a toxic job, and be transparent on this episode um, at okay. the post office. Um mm-hmm. worst job of my life. But in every like bad experience, I find some good in it. So it taught me a lot about myself as a woman, as a human being, and as an entrepreneur. So I'm grateful for the experience. Nevertheless, listen, jobs can be like toxic relationships. I don't think people really understand that. At times it could be. It can be toxic, y'all, and you do get to learn a little bit more about yourself. (laughs) Right. But hey, listen, like she said, it creates um, a better version of yourself, right? So I know you just spoke about several of the businesses that you currently are working or have going on right now. But what Mm -hmm. other current projects are you working on? My biggest project is manifesting Oak Mimosas. Is you know one of the biggest networking events in North Florida. we had about 400 attendees last year. So this year we're projecting between 600 to 1,000. And I just want to create like a safe space for entrepreneurs to celebrate themselves and to be able to network and connect with um, new partners or collaborate with other entrepreneurs in our city because that's something that we're missing. Listen, so when could they expect to register Eventbrite? Like when, when could... When, is the, when does the event usually typically take place for people? To- so it's always in December. Every year it's been in December. This year, it will be December eighteenth, two 2022. Tickets going to sell on Ticketmaster August 1st. Awesome. So y'all have plenty of time to stack up, save up, so you can be able to attend this event manifesting over mimosas and collaborate with other like minds. It's, it's an awesome time to do that. Right. Now you spoke about being an author. I can go back to for some people may be too young to remember this but girlfriends and authoress, <laughs> Right. Right. So so tell me about your book title I Am The Prize. All right. So I Am The Prize is basically a book to help women build confidence in themselves to realize that they are the prize in every aspect or in every space that they enter, where it be relationships, you are the prize, where it be in the career field, you are the prize. When it comes to friendships and family, you are the prize. And I want women to show up knowing that they are the prize in any of these spaces and all of these. That's spaces. good. That's good. And I think even more so, like you're saying, just really taking that time to value Yourself and who you are and your experiences and especially I would say especially with being in the workspace right because that can, or consists of the right. majority of your day you mentally prepare for work the night or the day before then you're there and then you have to debrief and you get off so it takes a lot for you to really value yourself in that space. What inspired you to write on the ride? Um, I feel like experience is the best teacher Mm -hmm. coming from someone like myself who wears so many hats and I have had issues where I struggle with imposter syndrome or I didn't feel like I was valuable in certain spaces. um, I had to realize myself that I am valuable. I wouldn't have been invited into these rooms. I wouldn't have had some of these opportunities had I not had something valuable to offer. So I feel like that equipped me to be able to write a book like this because I share how I overcame these different circumstances. Mm. Who who inspired you to write this? Who inspired me to write this book? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like just women, women inspire me to write the book because I see so many women on social media or so many women that I am involved with in my everyday life mm-hmm. who kind of play small or they don't feel like they're valuable enough to be in certain spaces and I wrote this book to like give them the boost of confidence that it needs kind of like teach them teach women how to hype themselves up yes you definitely have to hype yourself up in this time of the season this is definitely our time to push for and push the agenda in these rooms and spaces uh so how did you how did you become an author? Like, what what was the process to write I Am the Prize? Because there's a lot of people who may, you know, really want to get into the space of writing and becoming an author, but they don't exactly know where to start. And especially for people of color, there's some skill sets we lack and things that aren't passed down and shared with us. And you've done it. So... Pass this down to us. How how do you become an author? What is the process that it takes to fulfill this wonderful gift that you're giving us, I Am the Prize? Okay, so when it came to writing a book, it's been a process. It's exactly what we said. It's a process. So the idea came 2015. And even like this book is personal because even with the book, I felt like, am I qualified to write this book? Like, who am I to teach women about self-esteem, confidence Mm -hmm. and personal development? Because I feel like I had so much growing to do, you know, just as a woman. Now I feel like I am where I want to be in life or I'm headed to where I want to be in life. So I can share with other women like how I overcame or how I have the confidence to pursue my dreams. Um, so that's like the first thing. This was not an overnight thing. This has been like years sitting on this and I'm finally, you know, ready to give my baby to the world, I'm ready to share my baby. Um, yes. As far as the process. So I have a publisher and that's another thing I don't want people to feel like because they don't have a certain talent, they have to be an amazing writer to write a book because you don't do everything on your own. So my publisher, her publishing company live limitless. She's actually from, she actually attended FAMU. So I have a back black publishing company, um, FAMU alum. That's really amazing to me. Um, to keep see black dollar circulating. Like all, all these HBCUs work together. I love that. I love, right. it. I love right. it. So, um, and that's the thing. So I was scared because I felt like I'm not an amazing writer, but I know I have a story to tell. So with the publishing company that I work with, Live Limitless Media, the editing, they have the book format person. Like they do, like they find stores for me to put the book in, like all that type of stuff that I normally wouldn't have access to and not have the resources to. They help me, you know, do that type of thing. So that's been a process. And um. Sierra, her name's Sierra Rain. She's been amazing. Like she goes over and beyond to make sure, or to make sure that I was like super comfortable while writing and that everything was like a smooth process as far as releasing the book and um, announcing that it was coming. Shout out Sierra for helping her through this process. Right. And you know, I, I think that's major with the generations that are here now, everything's so fast paced and you expect for things to be done overnight, Right. And like she said, this was her baby, 2015, and we're now in 2022. And I think that the wait, it was definitely worth the wait. Delay does not mean denial. Definitely in the right place, in the right time, with the right people, helping her move forward. And I couldn't think of anyone better than an alumni, right, The FAMU alumni. So let's get into how have you pushed the agenda as a Black woman? You have several businesses, several large events, you are a traveling business woman always on the go mother of two okay how have you pushed the agenda as a black woman um so i feel like my role as a black woman in my community um i feel like i encourage other women to believe in themselves um I feel like there's no limits to what we can do you don't have to be a certain color you don't have to be a certain age you don't have to be in a certain tax bracket to chase your dreams and I think when other women see me they don't know like the behind the scenes the stress the anxiety the going broke to make my dreams come true but I'm willing to bet on myself because I know like it's not gonna always you know I'm saying be these circumstances and I just believe in myself and like I was um talking to a friend of mine earlier it wasn't until literally today at 111 on February 15th that I realized, like, my success is on the other side of my fear. Wow. And I'm literally the only one that's in the way of it. Listen, you have everything that you need within you already, right? It's just until we tap into that, then we know. So right. it will definitely takes time. And I'm so excited for you that at 111 today on the 15th that you knew that your success is on the other side of your fear, right? Because sometimes that can can hinder us because we don't feel like we have what it takes to make things happen. And right. like you said, you may look at, or you may need all these things around you to get it done, but you start with what you have and you and you go from there. So how can the voices of black and brown women be amplified in the corporate sector? So I know that you do a lot of business coaching. Y'all, she's pretty much like worldwide. So if you don't know, yeah. tap in, okay? Like, <laughs> You need to know. She's a worldwide, right? So how how can the voices of black and brown women be amplified in the corporate sector? Me, myself, I'm in corporate. And at times when you're you may be the only one in the room, you may not feel as comfortable to speak up or to share more so of your experiences or what you think should take place. So how how can we amplify our voices? So I am a firm believer in advocating for myself. Whether it's something that I believe in or something that I feel like I deserve. So I feel like black women in the corporate space, if there's anything that I could have done um differently, or if I was still in the corporate space, what I would do now is I would advocate for myself. Like I I would demand more because I know I'm being overworked and undercompensated. Um I would I would encourage women to not be so loyal to these companies because they will replace you in a heartbeat if they could. Because the customers aren't loyal to you, nor is the company loyal to you. Um, They can put another body in this space in a heartbeat and literally the blink of an eye. So if it's costing you peace of mind, like advocate for yourself. One, try, you know what I'm saying? If not, leave. Because I'm a firm believer in my peace of mind over any amount of paper. What do you think may be one of the hindrances or one of the biggest hindrances of why we stay in these toxic work environments and not speak up for ourselves, or not leave? Outside of money. You know we all got to eat. right, Right. Right. So outside of money i think these jobs train us to believe like they're the cream of the crop or we aren't going to find anything better than what we are in the situation that we're already in mm-hmm. that was my situation when i was on a job um i was stuck because i felt like now what else i'm gonna make this type of money doing you know this type of work when i was at the post office i felt like it was an easy job it didn't require much of me and i was making good money but it's every time you when you ride down the street you see 50 million buildings everywhere you go, every which way there's a job. I knew I was employable at any of these jobs. And I knew one of these jobs had to, down the street, had to pay more than what I was making. And I would have had more of peace of mind. So I was able to walk away. And even if entrepreneurship didn't work out for me, I know that I'm very employable. I have a degree. Um, I'm very articulate. I'm very educated. So I can go find another job if needed. And I think that's um, something that a lot of us miss out on, right? Like you said, having that confidence of knowing that you can go out there and do it again. Mm-hmm. You can do it again and you can do it better. Right. right? You're already coming from a space where you have the skill set, right? And you can amplify that even more so in the next role. So I, I know that you work with a lot of organizations. Like I said, guys, she's pretty much worldwide, she's everywhere. So with these organizations, I know there's been conversations that have been had about inclusion and the whole nine, but I would like to see them, most of the organizations actually take action on that. As a business coach, how can organizations be more inclusive of Black and brown women in leadership roles? Because we know not many women, Black women, not many women or Black women or brown women are in leadership roles. So how can they be more inclusive of that? Um... So I think that these corporations and these companies want to use black voices when it's beneficial or they want to use black women and black voices um, for like their personal gain. But they don't compensate us what we should be compensated for our voices or just our brains because um, we we spearhead a lot of these operations like they'll have somebody in a high position. And I've seen it personally and it's even been done to me. I'm not paid to be in this role, but I'm being the brains of this operation. And it's unfair. So I think that these corporations need to do a better job about acknowledging women in these roles and respecting us in these roles that, you know, we do have um, and compensate us properly for it because we're making, you know, this company billions and billions of dollars and we're just getting paid pennies. Now, this is very, very true. Now this is very true. I even have a, a close friend of mine who was taking on double the work of her leadership. Uh, in her role so she's doing her work in their work and not getting the credit yeah. and I, I think right. that going back to that space but like you saying having the confidence to speak up for yourself and to advocate for yourself but again many people don't know exactly how to do that or may be a little bit timid in doing it because you're pushing against the grain and you're not sure of what the outcome is going to be. Am I gonna face discrimination? Are they gonna let me go? Like what's gonna happen here if I push forward? But there's that ceiling there. And if we don't push forward, then we can't help the next person coming in behind us. So let, let me ask you this. Why do organizations need business coaches? I think that organizations need business coaches just so they will have just so they'll be like in tune with the outside world. Because when you're in like one building, all you know is these four walls and basically like the systems that y'all have in place to keep the business afloat. But y'all aren't in tune Well, corporations are and organizations aren't in tune with like what's going on beyond these walls. Because all they know is, I guess, the conveyor belt system, like how they run it. But they need business coaches to come in to like keep them aware of current events, what's going on in the outside world. That's why we come in to offer them that the practical piece of running the business. That's smart. That's smart. And I think you all are definitely much needed. Definitely <laughs> much needed because, you know, when you're in that space, like you said, like this is your world, this is all that you know. And if you right. aren't keeping current of things that are happening outside, then how can you keep and retain? your employees or bring in better diverse talent. So what level of impact does a business coach or even yourself have when it comes to increasing diversity and inclusion in the workplace? So my role um, as a business coach when I work with different companies is basically to, um, one, be a voice for other employees um, just so they know like, Kind of like doing like a business audit, like what's working, what's not working, and just some of like just fitting in those mi- missing pieces to the puzzle. That's really my role, and I am really big on like how to bring in better clientele and customer retention. Like, what is it? What's the missing piece between you and your customers? Where is the gap? Why aren't they returning? Or how could you diversify your clientele? That's really like my niche area. That's really good. So, what's one way that they could? You don't have to say because of the piece of paid um, services, but <laughs> what is one way that they could retain a diverse clientele? Um, so for me, I would say like um the funds are in the follow-up. Like if you aren't following up with your clients and customers, you know, asking them about their experiences, um then there's no way to retain them because you don't know like what they like you don't know what more they want from you or what you could do better and if you don't know that then you're gonna keep doing the same have the same routines following the same systems and it's outdated like there's mm-hmm. always room to improve from small businesses to big corporations and I feel like the answers are in like the customers have the answers now I don't believe in customers always right but I definitely believe that customers have all the answers because they're like you're solving a problem for your customer. So let them tell you the problem. And I think that's smart too, because if you look at it, you can't help me if you don't know what my problem is. You can talk to me all day until right. you're blue in the face, but you don't know what the problem is. So help me. And what you mean we're not always right, till We right. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just saying, when I was in the corporate world, I was one of them people like, no, customers are not always right. However. Let me, help <laughs> let me help you. Let me help you. So, okay, you host a lot of workshops, definitely for for beginners right. in business. What motivated you to go into entrepreneurship, to host these workshops, to help others get their business up and going and flowing at the most optimal optimal rate? Right. So, um as a business coach, um I'm with well, anything I'm involved in, I'm like super passionate about it. And I realized like in my in where in Jacksonville my demographic we don't really have the means the funds to be able to invest in ourselves so every month i host uh, affordable workshops for um beginner entrepreneurs to learn about how to receive business funding learn about business grants learn about building business credit learn about stepping into the role as a ceo with confidence um i host these workshops monthly to give entrepreneurs a opportunity to be able to work with me at an affordable rate and get the tools that they need to succeed if they do ever want to start their own business or they are making plans to lead their nine to five. I want to make sure that I'm a voice that's behind them that can help, you know, them succeed. Because entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is not easy. <laughs> I know it can be and I don't think many of us are aware of what takes place behind the scenes. Like you see the glitz mm-hmm. and the glam, like Coming in, y'all looking at her Instagram is bomb. All right. We don't know right. Tia's story behind how she does, what she does, and to make it look so presentable to us, right? Like it all is good. Like it all is right. takes bomb photos, great graphics. It's like really, really hot content, but we don't know what the process is behind it. So what would be one of the biggest struggles you face as a black entrepreneur now? Um, I think my biggest struggle, so my biggest struggle now is probably wanting to relinquish some of the roles that I wear in my business and delegate certain tasks to certain people. And it's like, you know, your business is your baby. It's like, oh, you got this is something that I birthed. These ideas are something that I birthed and gave to the world. But now it's time for me to grow. And I have to give it to the world. And I don't want to give it to the world. But I can't, you know, blow up and get to where I want to be trying to do it all on my own. So I think that's one of my biggest struggles, just trying to, um, you know, trust people with my baby. Let people hold my baby. And, you know, because nobody has the same vision as you. Nobody's going to work as hard as you work um, for your business. So I just want to make sure that I have, like, a strong spirit of discernment when it comes to who I'm working with, who I'm attaching my name to. Who I'm, you know, saying here, run my business and trusting them to really see the goal through. Um, That's probably one of my biggest struggles right now. But I think, like, before, if I had to say, like, what's a relatable struggle um, that other people listening probably could relate to? um, I would say my biggest struggle was... um, I was trying to take on too much at one time. Like a lot of us struggle with having so many amazing ideas and we're trying to knock everything down at one time. And I don't think that's the way to do it. I think we should scale back, focus on one thing, master that, and then move on to the next because it's just overwhelming.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's actually
2: quite depressing when you're not hitting goals when you think you should, but it's because you're piling on too much at one time. And you really can't focus on that one thing, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I would say definitely to extend yourself some grace, and even for for you now, she didn't ask my advice, but I'm soliciting. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, you know, with extending yourself some grace, you have to preserve yourself, right? So you can be able to get to the next level. So being able to delegate those things, delegate those tasks into gently hand your baby over you know you're allowing yourself that opportunity to be able to focus on other adventures to lead into you becoming even bigger than she is now which is big so <laughs> i'm excited to see what the rest of 2022 has for tia and would you be able to share that What us what, what does the rest of 2022 have in store for you um so 2022 what you can expect from me A whole lot of traveling um, as an author, promoting my book, going on book tours, doing college book tours, um, most mainly HBCUs, but we will be expanding to uh, PWIs. Um, You can expect a lot of media coverage and um, talk, talk in the town about Manifest No Mimosas because that's going to be a huge event. And as far as me with business coaching and sharing my gifts with people, helping women step into the role as a CEO with confidence, you can expect me to be on a lot of flyers, a lot of stages, um, extending my gift to the world. All right. You better. Listen, before we before we dip out, where can people find I am the prize? So you can find I Am The Prize on Amazon, or if you guys want to follow me on social media at Tia, T-I-A versus V S Fancy Cash, F-A-N-C-Y-C-A-S-H. You can click the link in my bio. It'll take you directly to Amazon, and um, the book is expected to drop May 12th, but it may come out sooner, so expect me to do a whole shebang, a big book signing locally in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> All right, y'all heard the date. Say the date one more time, just in case they weren't clear. May 12th. 12th. So, you guys have about, what, four weeks to make that happen, to to, to get your coins in place, to be able to purchase I Am The Prize. Now, lastly, any shout-outs? Any shout-outs? Hmm. Okay, so I want to shout-out, of course, my publisher, um, Sierra Range, one more time, with Live Limitless Media. I shout out my kids. I want to shout out my mama. I want to shout out my honey because if it wasn't for him, a lot of this stuff would not get done because I extend myself way too much grace. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like he forced me out to bed and um to actually get up and actually do the work so I could be this big person that y'all believe that I am <laughs> and I can that deliver really to the people. Really, really is in real life, in, in real life. <laughs> um who else um and just my team like so i do have a team um with within my company that does oversee my business and they do believe in my vision just as much as i am and they do work overtime to make sure all the moving pieces are in place and perfect so i definitely want to shout out to my team my publicist my assistant my marketing team um who am I missing? My social media manager. Yeah, like they are amazing. They are, I have a strong team of black women. Um, A couple of them are moms. Oh, my accountant, my bookkeeper. Dang, I do have a team, huh? A yes, team. you do. See, um, y'all. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I got a really big team. Them, what <laughs> you need to know. That's what you have. Listen, y'all, she has a team. Shout out to the team. Okay, for helping her out and holding her down. Uh, we really, really appreciate you today coming in and joining us and, and giving us a little bit more insight about who you are manifesting in, over mimosas. I am the prize, telling us about our confidence and really just pushing the agenda. And that's our show. Thank you for joining us on Living Corporate Podcast. Be sure to follow Tia Coleman. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Living Corp, our Twitter page at Living Corp underscore pod and subscribe to our newsletter through the Living Corporate website. If you have any questions or you'd like us to answer or read on the show, make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. This has been Shanisha, and you've been listening to Tia Coleman. Peace.
0: All right, and we're back. Yo, I want to thank everybody. Uh, for checking out Living Corporate today. You know, we're everywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you tell a friend, a coworker, a family member, a partner, you know what I'm saying? An ex, I don't know if if y'all ended things well. You know what I'm saying? Let them know about us. Let people know about Living Corporate everywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Till next time, catch you later. Peace.